You are now listening to the Volume 30 Podcast with Nick and Sadie's. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. I think we're just going to start off this time with what hot topics. You ready? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. This is Sadie. Welcome back. We are going to get into the hot topics. So let's do it. So the very first topic that we are going to start with is LaShonda Hazard. Uh, Nick, have you heard of the LaShonda Hazard situation or the case? I have not. Please inform me. Okay. So LaShonda Hazard, uh, she was uh, pregnant. She was a healthy 27-year-old expecting mother. And she was complaining about stomach pain, stomach cramps. Mm-hmm. and um her last words were was this i'm literally dying she said that um she's been having excruciating stomach stomach pains and that they're not doing anything about it so she was in a hospital um it was a local hospital and unfortunately she died local hospital somewhere out here where we live or N- no where does she live so she lives in, so it happened at the Woman and Infant Hospital in Rhode Island. Wow. Mm-hmm. How recent was this? What happened? Like, how long ago was this? This happened on, this was reported on January 18th. So it just happened mm. um, about a week or so ago. But um, pretty much what happened, and, her, and unfortunately, her, her baby died too. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I know. Remember, we were talking about this last week when we were saying that um, or a couple weeks ago when um, you had brought up about the the man that worked at the hospital saying that he believed that um, black people or black women, you know, they just we don't believe them when they tell us that they're in pain. Yeah, I've seen um, no, I've seen a, a video or some type of like a, a clip of of people who work in the, in the, the medical field saying that this is the reason why black women, you know, don't get urgent care or, or, or they don't get the proper treatments because people in the in doctors and people in the healthcare field um, usually don't believe us when we say we're in pain. I guess we're supposed to be immortal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, immortal or whatever it is, we're supposed to be invincible and we, and we can uh, withstand pain um, more than other people. But I, I, I don't understand. I don't know what the reason it is, but I know I did hear that. 
in the clip. So one thing I do want to point out about this case and um, here I'll bring this, let me just bring this up real quick. So she made it clear that she didn't feel that she was being taken seriously, which is something that I'm sure that we've all felt um, when you don't feel well or you, whether it's at a hospital or at work or um, you're expressing yourself to people who just aren't familiar with you, um, they kind of minimize your feelings. But um, she was having concerns um, a, about you know, how she was feeling. And hours before she passed away, that's when she said, I'm literally dying. This really, really, really like hits home for me um I'm I'm (laughs) I'm so tired of hearing this story that I kind of shy away from it whenever I hear it 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 hits me in a place that I can't even describe it hurts to continuously hear this type of story in the media and even then it's still falling on deaf ears I, I don't know what's going to happen or what we what we should do. I mean, I have a couple of ideas about what we should do. Um, but because a lot of the times this happens to um, women in um, lower income communities, um, where where's the help for them? Right. You know. Um, the sad thing about it is this one. This one was brought to the light. You know, there's other ones that have gone unheard and unnoticed and brushed off to the side because they weren't publicized, you know? This is this is, this is not um, the first, this won't be the last. But this reminds me of the story of, I think it's a judge, is it Judge Hatchet or, or one mm. of the judges, Her, Herb's daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. had, um, you know, passed away after having given birth, right? After giving yeah. birth to their last grandchild, and she was what bleeding out, bleeding out, and her husband continued to, which is a judge has a judge hatches her son, um, continued to call the doctors over and saying her catheter is, is is filling up with blood, and she's starting to shake uncontrollably at this point. Like you are continuing to say, oh, we're going to do a scan, we're going to come in, and we're going to come in, we're going to help her at some point. And they, he said they were they were there for what, what three, four, five, four hours went by before they finally came in and, and assisted her took her to the uh, operating room and she had blood. She, she was, she bled out and she was, she died. It was completely, it was too late. And it was something that was completely preventable, you know? And that just reminds me of that story. Did you remember hearing about that one? I do. Um, I, I heard about that. And actually, so judge Hatchett's son who created a law around, or is attempting to create a law in his wife's honor. Yeah. Um, highlighted um miss lashonda hazard's um case Mm -hmm. so he's fighting he's doing as much as he can but he has three children that he has to take care of you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um she he what i love about it and if you guys could you know go to his his instagram page um we will have that on our instagram so we'll shout him out so be sure to check out the volume 30 instagram page to see that but um he he continuously spreads his uh the awareness and things that he's gone through with his wife uh, passing away in the manner that she did um around so there's a hashtag involved with that uh, for those expecting mothers out there 
even if you don't have a lot of money, please reach out to those around you to maybe, I mean, there are, are alternatives to going to a traditional hospital. Um, there are midwives that, that aren't very expensive or may, may, or may be covered with um, insurance. But I, I think it's important for us to know that when, when you are in pain and when your body's telling you something's going on, I think a lot of times we just, oh, well, the doctor kind of knows best and we kind of take a back seat right. to that. That's what her husband said. That's what her husband said. <laughs> he said, well, you know, I'm going to um, give them the benefit of the doubt. We are in a hospital. I'm around experts. I'm around people who, um, you know, who are professionals who know more than I do. I'm just going to take their, their word for it, you know, at this point. They're telling me it's not as serious as I think it is. And at the end of the day, <laughs> it ended up being so, you know, being just that. Um so, I mean, what, what, what do you think, what, why do you think that they don't take our pain seriously? Why do, why do you think they do not believe us when we say we're in pain? Have we, are we considered to be overly dramatic people? Mm-hmm. Or what is it? Do you think? So it- this goes back, um, there was this racist study that was put out um, from the medical field. Mm. I'll do some more research on this because um, I know I've heard of it before and I've looked it up. Um, there was, uh, I believe, a white man who came up with a study stating a long time ago, mind you, that Blacks do not feel pain. <laughs> it's a racial bias in pain assessment and treatment recommendation and false beliefs about biological differences between Blacks and whites. It's almost as if they created this to have an excuse as to how they treated us and why we, yeah. you know, why they inflicted so much pain on us because mm-hmm. we couldn't feel it. Well, we had, they, we had to beat them some more. We had to hang them some more just so they right. could feel it, you know? And unfortunately, this still goes on today. And I want, I pray for the day that we can all come together and support each other enough to where a simple conversation can turn into changing someone's life and maybe mm-hmm. even their their um their beliefs and their thoughts because my sister right now is pregnant right mm-hmm. um it has always because of all of this stuff we're hearing about maternal rates and stuff like that i'm concerned about anyone around me in my family who who puts themselves in a situation to be taken care of by people who don't necessarily have their best interests at heart not saying that everyone is like that but I'm saying we got to keep a good cat eye on somebody because when I go to visits with my sister, I'm looking at everything. I'm her eyes, ears, and everything. And if I don't see something that's not right, I'm going to speak on it. So I encourage everyone who knows someone who is pregnant or knows someone who may have uh, health issues or maybe battling something that has to go back and forth to the doctor that they say, okay, well, let me go with you. Because that person is dealing with a health issue or health condition. They can't be the eyes and ears for themselves. It is hard. So everybody check out LaShonda Hazard, her story. Say her name. Encourage her family. Spread love or or show love to them and any other woman who, unfortunately, we have to say their name to when it comes to this situation. Right. Um, And this also actually made me think of the Kim Porter situation so you know what happened with her right yes but how is it related to um to this to this this young woman who died well kim porter was not pregnant of course but kim porter did um 
state to her doctor that she wasn't feeling well. She was um, suffering from from the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she went in for um, a checkup just to find out like what's going on, you know, because she wasn't feeling better. And they sent her home with a Z pack. And you know what a Z pack is, right? It's I the know, new thing. Ask what is a Z pack? And Kim, oh. for those of you who don't know who that is, is um, P Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him, um, his his uh, ex girlfriend, long time, um, I guess lover if you want if if you if you want to or the mother of his children but go ahead yeah so uh the z-pack is an antibiotic so they send you home with it after they confirm that you do have the flu and um so they sent her home with that hoping that it would get better not really she kept saying you know i don't feel good and on the day the day before she died she made a call to her doctor saying i just don't i don't feel well like something's not right and coming out now her some of the you know details of her leading up to her death are coming out now right Mm -hmm. yep so um so they reported go ahead is that sorry um so what they reported is that she died from lobar pneumonia which is an inflammation of the entire lobe of the lung Mm mm-hmm So, which is something that had she gotten help the first time she went to the damn doctor and they maybe looked into it because it's not just regular pneumonia. Pneumonia is already a serious thing, right? But if someone is already sick and you have confirmed it, okay, they have the flu and maybe, you know, an onset of maybe pneumonia, but we're not sure. You can't just send this person home with just some drugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe had she gotten the help that she requested when she said, I'm not feeling well, something's not right. She could be here today. Yeah. And just like my young God sister, she died from the same thing a few years, oh, back, wow. five years back, I believe six years back of the same thing. Went, went in the young black girl went in, said she was, you know, not feeling well. She was diagnosed with, I believe um, pneumonia. I don't know if it was before or after her death, but her, she um, was, uh, building up mucus in her, you know, in her mid-region, in her chest, in her lungs and things. And she um, collapsed out of nowhere and just, and just passed away. And that could prevent it as well. And I'm, and it's like, it's not a coincidence that both of these women, (laughs) you know, are of African descent. It's just, it's just not. Nobody's listening to us. And it's scary. It's frustrating. It makes me angry. It makes me sad. Because you look around and everyone wants to imitate us or take pieces of us, mm-hmm. but they don't care enough to speak up against what's going on with us. And it's, it's important for us to, to educate ourselves as well. You know, we Google everything else that's wrong with us. You know, they can't Motrin us, Z-Pack us away when it comes to certain things. Don't let them tell you, oh, you'll be all right after you take the Z-Pack or after you take this Motrin. You take... It's, it's, it's best to get... a a second third fourth fifth opinion you know and I, I hate to say this but whenever I do look for doctors and when when I do look for doctors and I and I go on the website to find a healthcare provider dinner whoever it is I try to find the darkest person I can mm-hmm. I, I, I can't I'm not gonna lie I try to find the darkest person I can because they're gonna better relate to my pain and 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 be a, I would have said I would hope that they would be more attentive you know and not be negligent when it comes to me it's a shame that we have to do that, that we can't trust our, trust every doctor that crosses it our path. 
but it is but that's a that's the situation now that we know this is a situation i love pictures i love that there's pictures of the doctor that you're choosing you know Mm. i want this person because she looks more like me than anyone or that person because he looks more like me than any other any other person on this panel you know that's so true because i went into my gynecologist's office and i've been with my gyno for at least maybe 10 years I saw a picture of a black woman in that office and she is a new gynecologist to that facility. Mm-hmm. I immediately switched. <laughs> yes. I was like, I have to go see this woman. I need to talk to her. I want her to be in charge of everything that's going on because there is just a sense of, you just have a sense of relief when you have someone that looks like you, that you know you think will relate to you rather than, this woman who may not give a damn about you. You're just another number, another number, another patient. Yep. Yep. And let's encourage our young children, our kids, our sons, our young daughters to take up that career if they're interested, you know, but just completely um, uh, devote ourselves to that and try to encourage them to take up that line of, of, of employment. Yeah. We, we need more of us in there. And we also need to look at maybe having our own facilities, just like on Married to Medicine, how uh, Dr. Simone uh, Whitmore, she has her own stuff, you know, Heavenly has her own practice. You know, they all have their own practices as opposed to working out of a, out of a you know, traditional hospital. I love There's it. a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I leave from this conversation with anything, it's just for us to be reminded of these women let's not let their deaths be in vain, you know, like take, learn from their situations as tragic as this situation is. We have to learn from it and take responsibility for our bodies because no one out here is looking out for us. Mm-hmm. We have to look out for each other. So, all right. Now that we have uh, gotten deep and talked about <laughs> things that literally make me want to cry, mm-hmm. let's move on to something lighter. So, did you hear about the Chris Brown situation? I sure did. That's pretty much okay. I came across a couple of uh, articles, but didn't really uh, expand on that. But I okay. did. But what I did hear was that he was in, that he's innocent, or that I what I did read was that he was innocent, and that the what the girl admitted that right. Yes. So, um, and you know what, Chris is actually suing um that woman for for lying on him rightfully so because he she's making it she's making it impossible she's making it harder for victims who are really you know who's really gone through something like that people who have legitimate cases so she yeah make an example of her please right so when it comes to eve (laughs) eve was (laughs) um on the talk as a co-host you know the talk the talk show in the morning um she when they brought up the chris Brown situation um after he was detained on a rape accusation so at this time when she was commenting on it he was just accused of it um it didn't come out that you know the lady was lying or whatever but during the talk show um she said that you know what he was accused of was a shame and that he should grow up and she just she just seemed very harsh as opposed to saying, okay, well, let's look at the facts of the case. You know, we don't know what's going on. You know, she just quickly jumped on that, you know, you know, tried to, so when people saw that and then it came out that the lady was lying, 
Uh, they were dragging her, child. Like, so they dragging dragged her all up into after <laughs> the results came back that he was innocent, right? Not before. I think they, I think they dragged her before and after. Let's be, yeah, let's be clear on that one. Yeah, they dragged her. Some people dragged her before. More so after she had just she automatically assumed that he was he was guilty based on his, you know, his 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 uh, history with, I guess, domestic violence. But those are two different types of crimes. They don't go. Mm-hmm. Ahead. Just because someone is guilty of something in the past has does has nothing to do with the current charges unless they are related in, to some degree. These two are not related in any shape or form. So she should have she shouldn't have she shouldn't have jumped to conclusions on that one. And that's where she fucked up. Okay, mm-hmm. so now she's backpedaling and pussy popping all over the place. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she said like I said before I didn't know if those allegations were true or false and they are not true and he has been released and in that way I just want everyone to know that I am rooting for him I'm hoping that none of these things are true but we have to talk about this kind of stuff okay you gotta talk about it but don't blame the man for doing some shit if you don't even know if it's right or not I mean people were doing the same with Bill Cosby and in, in- before the verdict was out so no well bill cosby has gone on record saying that he did those things okay okay i'll give you that (laughs) (laughs) r kelly was shown in the tape pissing on somebody and you know having sex with a 14 year old so you know chris brown i I just yeah right there's no receipts yet so i need you to to fall back until there are some yeah, and then just like with everyone else. I mean, we've all done stuff that we are not proud of, that we would never do again, that we've learned from. I don't want to constantly be um, treated as if I'm a criminal if I've done one thing and you don't know what the circumstance was. You don't know what the situation was. You aren't there. You're just there to, you know, criticize me. And if somebody has grown and shown that they have tried to grow as a person and are really making efforts to do better, then give them that space to do so. Right. I mean, there's people out there who think this, who think this way. If you'll kill, you'll steal. If you'll steal, you'll, you know, there's people who think that. Like, if you commit one heinous crime, you'll kill, you'll commit another. Um, and she's probably one of those people that automatically put people in that category because she's never done anything wrong in her life. Just because it's, it hasn't been publicized, it hasn't been brought to the light, doesn't mean that you haven't done anything that, that someone can ridicule and tear you apart for. So she, again, yeah, she might want to fall back. I would have, I would have, wouldn't have come out bashing anyone before I got all the facts. That's yeah, why the, because <laughs> how about the R. Kelly thing until I had all well, the facts. Until right. I brought, until the entire six what six hour episode. That's when I I gave my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. And that's just like somebody um making fun or or you know bringing up the situation where um Eve and Stevie J had a tape. You don't want to constantly have that brought up about you. What? So, remember? Yeah, go ahead and sex day. You know what? Okay, I remember now. See, it was so long ago that people talked about it that it got, that it just gets blown brushed under the rug. Same thing with R. Kelly. We, you know, when the, that pissing came out, we we we're on to the next crime, on to the next you know celebrity that 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 did something. That's going to be old news. I hope not. I hope the R. Kelly thing is not going to be old news anytime soon. But we right. just you know. We're a, a people that just jump on the hottest new topic and new crime and new scandal as time goes by. 
and it says everything else starts to start fade into black and we and it goes in the back of our minds we start we, we tend to forget just like jada said at the red table talk she said we tend to forget you know because uh new songs come out and other scandals come about and we tend to forget so sometimes we don't even you know we don't pay attention we're on to the next hot hot thing so i'm thinking that's the case with her, <laughs> with her situation with her and Stevie J. But yeah, she has her own skeletons that she needs to be worrying about. Sweep around your own front door before you start telling anybody else how to live. Right. And we all got skeletons in our closet. We all live in glass houses. So it's best not to throw stones, baby. <laughs> sex tape, a public sex tape where anybody can Google on your behind. Mm. Right. <laughs> Okay, so did you hear about Wendy Williams? I did not. Okay, girl, school me. Go ahead and tell me. You can hurt. You can hurt about everybody. <laughs> you know, I'll probably so, go ahead and expand, and then I'll probably I'll tell you if I heard or not. Okay. So um, her show may be canceled permanently. <gasps> mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Well, you already know what's, what happened with her with the, you know, she's been having health issues. She has Graves' disease, as she says. She passed out a few times on stage. She was like, you know, blinking hella weird and just, she hasn't been able to stand. Um, she's always sitting in her chair. And this latest episode, she said that she hurt her arm or fractured her arm or something, um, injured herself at home. And <laughs> according to her mother-in-law, that's not the case. Mm. so her mother-in-law stated wendy williams mother-in-law um her name is she got a, a black name too child this is the <laughs> old school name her name is sorry i'm trying to find it hold on it's an old school black name you said it's an old school black name Call is it oh no pearlette oh my <laughs> pearlette said i saw kevin oh choking out wendy <laughs> but go ahead she said i saw kevin choking out wendy another time i witnessed him kicking the shit out of her and pushing her down the stairs oh my god so okay so okay mind you this is coming from the inquirer so take it with a grain of salt but um that's what's been reported that um her mother-in-law is going around telling all of their business and spilling all of the tea about what's going on in the williams household or rather um hunter his last name is hunter household so um this you know how she was supposed to come back for her show but they kept postponing it and pushing it out and pushing it out right is it to was it to nurse her wounds or what was it? It was so that way she can she kept coming back before she should have. She should have taken more time off. You know, with the very first passed out situation, I believe that was around um Halloween last year when she passed out when she had that um Yeah. Yeah. So costume on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had that costume on. She said she was overheating and all of that. Well, a lot of people were like, okay, well, but she's looking very gaunt. She looks stressed out. You know, she's not acting like herself. It's hard for her to get through um, interviews and stuff. And because of that, um, everyone just asking questions and her constantly having issues when she comes back. 
Um, they've decided to take an extended leave from the show. So Wendy mm. Williams is not coming back anytime soon. Wow. Um, although her show is, um, it's, the contract has been signed through, um, I believe, 2020. So they have a whole nother year to get through. And they have started to bring in panelists. So maybe five to six different people to discuss the hot topics. What? And yeah, girl, it's ugly. But it's still gonna be called Wendy Williams Show with the How You Doing? The Shadow. Oh, that's gonna still be there. Mm-hmm. Without her pres her being present whatsoever. I believe so. Yeah, that's what oh, they yeah. that's what they're doing right now. That's gonna work. Yeah. So everyone is like, okay. The view, not the view, but the. The, the real or whatever else is going to turn into one of those type of shows. So the pre-recorded shows are still going to be playing until those have been, you know, exhausted. And then they're going to start with other, other panelists. Yeah, they'll do the panelists and then um, they're going to do reruns as well. So who knows? Anyway, so I don't, I'm not going to miss it. Uh, I'm sure she has a fan base that will, but I mean, her health is most important, but I'm not going to lie. I'm sure there's people out there that are saying, this is karma for all the shit you talked about everybody else and all the negativity you spewed at your mouth, baby. I'm sure there's people out there thinking that I'm not saying that's what I'm thinking, but I'm just telling you, I'm thinking there's people out there thinking like, hey, you, be careful who you put your mouth on, sweetie, because it may come back around and, and attack you in other, in other ways. This is karma coming full circle. Um, yeah, I mean, she's done a lot in her, you know, she was in the music business, she was a radio DJ, she, you know, in order to get the juicy stories and uh, stay relevant and to make mm -hmm. sure that her career popped off to where she's at right now, she may have had to do some things that she isn't isn't proud of. I don't wish death or I don't wish, you know, not at all sickness on anyone, but what I can say is that what you put out, you will get back. So you just have to be careful and be ready to get back whatever it is, you know, you put out there. I mean... But again, I'm not judging. It's never too late to repent. You know, shoot, God is a healer. He is a yeah. healer. He is. He turned that and thing right around and all the money, all the millions, all the, the, you know, the fortune you've made off of being negative, you can put to good use and donate and, you know, give back. So let's hope she makes, she, she makes a full recovery mentally, emotionally, physically, um, spiritually. That's how I feel. Yeah, we're going to stretch out the hands of prayer for Miss Wendy Williams. So, all right. And then last on our list, Tamar and Candy. Hello, play the clip, please, Lord. This is about, okay, I watch this faithfully. I, I'm one episode behind after I get off this t podcast tonight. I will be tuning in to the latest episode. This is concerning Celebrity Big Brother with Tamar Braxton and Candy Bur Burris. If, you, if you're not tuning in, tune in. And then <laughs> and tune into the live feeds as well. And then uh, catch up with us. Give us your feedback and tell us, you know, what, how you feel about it. But we're going to play a clip um, and, and we're going to give our thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll play the clip and we'll be right back. And I always be telling my friends, like, why is it like an extra strict? Like everybody make it like extra important that I have to be there. I was like, why well, I got to always be there? But I'm like, I'm not the only relevant person in Atlanta. Well, it's not a lot. No, it is. No, it's not. There's a lot of people out there that's doing their thing. I didn't say that. I said relevant. And that is a difference than doing your thing. Mm. 
Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. Like, okay, Jackie been doing her thing for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, she's become relevant. Okay, think about how many reality shows alone are in Atlanta. Yeah, but doesn't mean that you're relevant because you got a reality show. Some reality shows on TV and don't nobody give a hot damn. But there are a lot of them that's in Atlanta that's actually popping up. Where? Outside of Atlanta. show is popping. Where? Their show is doing good numbers. That does not have anything to do with relevancy. Relevancy is like What's the difference in that and um, Jay? And, and don't get me wrong, I love Dr. No, Jay. but I'm not talking bad about. I'm just want. I'm just trying to show you, and I know the numbers because I'm a producer, so I look at numbers. Right. Of all TV shows. Right. But what I'm saying is relevancy. Okay, let me put it to you like this. Like, let me think of a good example. Um, Ariana Grande concert mm-hmm. and the Backstreet Boys. They're both on tour, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're both sold out the Staples Center. Okay. Ariana Grande is relevant. Period. And current... Relevant. Hip-hop, pop culture. No, relevant. We care. A lot. Well... A whole lot. True, but I think... Do yeah. you have anything to say about the clip? You don't have much to say. It's It's, it's all about the delivery, because, you know... To a to to a extent, to a very small extent, I agree with Tamar as far as what the difference between um, you know relevancy and success because relevancy is what is it has something to do with current interests. Who is currently popular now? You know, if she would have said it like that, you know, <laughs> and and what and didn't raise her voice and be all super extra with that. <laughs> All that extra, di- nobody would. <laughs> she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be making herself look like a fo- the fool, like a fool right now. You know, I just, I just can't. It's her delivery. It's definitely her delivery. And then you see Ricky trying to jump in and say, "Well, you know, you're intelligent. It's be, you, 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 you know, there's a, a subtle difference between. She didn't know the subtlety between the between the two, and I think that she was just a little confused. And, and then she kind of she agreed with you at the end, or she, you know, you, you. Uh, brought it to light and she was able to you know understand the I don't think it was anything as far as her being shady now you tell me if there was some shade or her trying to egg her or trying to maybe maneuver her into a shady space tell me if you think that that's what she was what Candy was trying to do maneuver Tamar into this shady uh, uh, path and get her to say something negative you think that's what she, that was part of her motive or she said has she said that to be shady or to get her to be shady well i'll i'll start from the beginning so uh, i'm gonna have to agree with you that i do understand what tamar was saying she did not bring up her friends she pretty much just said because candy brought up well you know i go to these different events and they just always want me to come and i thought that she was complimenting candy at first saying well i mean you're relevant i mean that's that's why they want you to go Whereas Candy said, well, yeah, but my friends are relevant too. No, Candy well, said that I'm not the only relevant person in Atlanta. Right. But then she went on to bring up different names. That's because Tamar asked her, like who? Like what? Because 
because Tamar, because um, Candy said, I'm not the only relevant person in Atlanta. And then Tamar said, but there aren't that many. And Candy said, yes, they are. And then Tamar said, like, who? And that's when she said, like, you know, Tiny and a Family Hustle or whatever. She gave examples. She did not, you know, just willingly just come out and say those friends' names. She didn't. Until right. But then on, on, on the flip side of that, Tamar did not say none of those other people that you hang out with are, aren't, you know, uh, relevant. She literally just said, you're relevant. And so I think be, the, the one thing that I see consistent here is that I'm the type of person that whether I like you or not, or I, whether I think that you're funny or not, or whether I just enjoy you or not, I'm still able to back up and look at things objectively. Right, right. And I think a lot of people take sides in this because they don't. You know, Tamar isn't, isn't she's in a quiet taste. Like some people will <laughs> like her. And some people just don't. My mom cannot stand Tamar. And <laughs> unfortunately, my mom cannot separate right. her feelings for Tamar and the situation. I'm able to look at this situation and say, okay, Tamar yeah. did not start off, you know, naming names and all of that. However, Candy wanted to prove a point that, okay, well, I'm not the only relevant person there. So I think Candy felt a certain way. Tamar felt a certain way. They went into the situation without resolving things because we already know what happened on that Great Escape tour. And because they went into the house just, you know, sweeping things under the rug and never talking about the pink elephant in the room, this blow-up happened. No, they did try to talk about the pink elephant. And then Tamar did this big whole, I mean, drama, crazy meltdown. But the thing is, I think the reason why she did is because Candy was sitting there laughing. I cannot stand when someone's laughing at me. I was just going to say, like, you should have a little more sympathy for her, her having that because I'm sure you, and I'm, I'm, because we know each other, I know that you have felt this type of way when people have treated you that way. Mm -hmm. But laughing, sitting there laughing while I'm trying to express myself, that's what made Tamar angry, you know? Mm -hmm. And she shouldn't, I think, t Candy, that's a habit of hers. She just laughs when she's nervous, laughs when she's confused, laughs when she's um, <laughs> feeling un just not feeling something, whatever, you know? Yeah, but when somebody says, when you laugh, this makes me feel this way, and you continue to laugh, knowing that that person just said that. You don't understand what a habit is? It's a, it's a habit, so. I understand what a habit is, but if you're, if somebody literally, that's like you saying, Sadie, I don't like when you do this it makes me feel this way when you do mm -hmm. it and I automatically right after you say that I do it again oh yeah how does that make you feel regardless of whether it's a habit of mine. no I'm agreeing with you on that one yeah I definitely agree with it that's why she you know felt a way the fact the way that she did it she reacted the way that she did in that moment um but we're not going to say that this woman is not always dramatic though you know absolutely the reason why I I, I, I enjoyed Tamar so much on um on the Braxton's is because she was so animated. Now I like her how animated she was because it didn't seem like it was coming from a nasty place. Yeah, she's also what funny. I <laughs> what I grew to learn about her is that the more popular, the more um famous she got, the more ugly it got. And that's when I started disliking her antics. Mm -hmm. So um I do have feelings about Candy. Um because she plays <laughs> she 
gives the rock to her people, they throw it, and she just standing there like, ooh, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> and <laughs> when she I was the one that. who started the shit. So I just want Kenny to stand up in her stuff. Like, yeah, I got people that's on ride for me. And if you talk shit about me, they're going to get you. Right. No, just, I'm the business woman. Yeah, just own it. Just, just own, own it. it. Yep. Just own it. Don't pretend like, oh, I don't know. And no, I'm just, I, what, you're what not a goddamn mean? angel. With that, that laughing. <laughs> oh. Stop laughing stuff off when you're uncomfortable, when you know you're caught in a lie, when you just, it's just a nervous, just annoying laugh that she, yeah. that she has. And it's very dismissive. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Go back to this whole situation. I don't like how she expressed her thoughts after Candy left the room. You walk past Candy in the kitchen playing cards with somebody else and walk back to the room. Yeah, your opportunity to tell how you felt about that situation, but you walk back to the room and try to recruit other people to dislike her. Yeah, she no, she fake. Uh-uh, she fake, and she she when I and then when she gave her rendition of the story, she was putting a, a ten on a two, doing all this. She was talking about some. Ah, ah, ah. First of all, Candy does not sound like that when she speaks. Candy is not extra ghetto when she expresses herself, um, unless unless she's angry or whatever. And I, I, I and so am I, so I don't judge her for that, but. Candy does not come off like that, so I don't need you to put an extra <laughs> in between every everything that you're <laughs> saying about her. But she tried to recruit that- just like uh, Candy, and everyone was sitting there with their mouths tight, with their tight lip, like "girl, bye." Okay, walking on eggshells about what they were going to say to her, and not in their defense, but about their their thoughts on it. Yeah, I think. So- Go ahead. When it comes to um, to that situation, I definitely agree. Like, if you got if you got all this shit to say, calling her a bitch and you know saying this and that about her, how she fucking fake and fuck that. Have that same energy when you see her. Like, one thing that I cannot stand that people mm-hmm. do is they badmouth you. They have all of these feelings, girl. Every feeling you could feel. And then when a girl is sitting right in front of you, you don't express don't that. They want to send you an anonymous text message, talking mess. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> don't be don't don't be anonymous when it comes to Nick. Come come say it to my face. Come yeah, say it to my face. Call my phone. We can have a conversation. Let's if you really that upset, lunch. Let's do it. Yeah, if you really that upset and it's moving you to type these words in or to type on your computer or to go around recruiting people on my team and they don't like you. Poisoning poisoning people. And she would not let it go. She would not As as They tried to steer the conversation in other directions, tried to give her another perspective on it. Even Ricky tried to say, hey, you're an intelligent. He tried to play with her. (laughs) He tried to patronize her. I don't care what he said. He was like, um, you're an intelligent woman. You you understood the difference between success and relevancy. And she didn't pick up on that until you broke it down to her. And I don't think that she was trying to be shady. She was just, she was just trying to understand where you were coming from. And, and that's about it. And she's, she said she picked up old shade and she was what, uh, raised around, uh, raised around four uh, sisters and, and, and has a mom or whatever else she pick up on shade a mile away but she didn't pick up on the shade that those two girls with lolo and what i forgot her other name the other girl lolo and then threw at her when they said well yeah you get along with us but um you know y'all have history i think everyone in this house was paired up with someone who has some history that was their way of saying hello we have history with other people but you don't see us going head to head toe to toe with them you don't see us acting a fool Tamar did rebuttal that with, well, y'all don't have bad history. You know, y'all don't have negative history. 
um, and she wanted to say, oh, I use you, I get along with the two of you because you guys don't know each other that well. Let's see how much you get along with this person if you've been, with, you know, if you've known them a year or two and three years down the line. So stop trying to compare it to someone that you just met versus someone that you've been around for years. Stop it. Yeah, that's true. And I think if we go back to the to what caused all of this, um, Tamar bringing T.S. Madison and Kaya onto the Great Escape Tour, this we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We may be having a different conversation because from what I understand, they run in the same circle and some things happen. Um, but when Tamar brought the Queen's Court onto a show that she was invited to, it's like a plus one bringing a plus one. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and when she did that, she knew that she was being shady. Like, come on, man. Don't act like the damn victim all the time because right. you already know you're shady. So Tamar and Candy need to stand up in their mess, honey. You're right. messy. You're messy. Oh. You may do it on the slide. The other person may do it in your face and then, you know, throw the rock and hide their hand. But regardless of what it is, y'all probably have more in common than what you think. You just right. need to shut the hell up and and right. and listen to each other. Right. That part. Right. So that wraps up. She knew what was that who was going to go. She knew those two were going to go back and go on their show and pick the whole uh, escape tour apart and have something more to talk about. So no, I would just say, yeah, the Queen's Court can, can please exit stage left. Get them out of here, please. I don't want them messing up my energy. I don't want to be off key or or off step wondering if they're going to take a picture, record put it on their, their show and ridicule and tear me apart. I don't want that. So get that energy out of my show. This is my show. Get it out of here. I don't see anything wrong with her dismissing them. Nothing whatsoever. Right. Especially with um, as bad as they talked about um, everyone. That was just, you know, somebody talks about my daughter and calling her the B word and, um, you know, making fun of my singing voice. Every man wants a woman. <laughs> I wouldn't want them on my show either. And again, you can't be a plus one bringing a plus one. Like that doesn't even make any sense logistically. Like that just where are they gonna right. go? You barely have a place that to go. Basketball wise, is a plus one bringing a plus one? No, you got a plus one. Plus one. You can't do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, you can't do that. One. I think it was her husband or something. Yeah, your husband, your family members. You know, they can come. But these shady boot people, absolutely not. You should be thanking your lucky stars you're even on the tour. I, I And I will say this. I thoroughly enjoyed her performance. Tamar's performance was everything. She opened up the show and I would just ate up every crumb of her of her greatness. It was it was wonderful. She's a very talented individual because her voice is unmatched. I love it. Um, she was everything. But mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. do not bring people. You cannot plus one if you're a plus one. She was being messy. Um, they had history before that. Tamar was still upset, didn't talk about those feelings. So she was like, okay, well, I'm going to get their asses back. I'm going to bring the Queen's Court on here. And what are they going to do about it? And it Candy showed you. You think it was after she felt that they were talking about her? Yes. Oh, I thought it was initially. She, Yeah, it was that. She sure did. She sure did. So if we're getting to the whole root of this, it started way before this whole Big Brother thing. It's just that the conversations did not happen. They knew what they were doing. They were casting Tamar and Candy on it. They knew Candy wasn't going to walk away with money from money. And they knew Tamar was going to do it because she wanted to be in the limelight, you know, on TV again. So, you know, it was a perfect storm. We're talking about it. Um, do you have anything else to add about this? Other two women getting all cool with them. When one of them jumped bad back at her, she was like, wait a minute, are we getting serious here? 
hold on, wait a minute. Um, I love you, Lolo. I'm not gonna really punch you in the throat. I'll just just a figure of speech, just a little something that I say. I ain't gonna mess up my face. I'm not gonna do the hee 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 ha ha ha. Like when somebody jump back at her, that's when she wanna. Oh, oh oh my goodness. I was just joking. What do you mean? That's just a figure of speech. I didn't mean it like that. She knew what she was doing, trying to get in cool with those other two women, so she could have some type of a uh. I would say an alliance maybe, but see, she knew what she was doing, getting getting in cool with them before Candy did, so she could possibly have them on her side. I can guarantee you the moment they can get Tamar out of there, they will get her out of there. Because now, when I watch another live feed, they're starting to feel a way about her, because she's getting into it with everyone now. She got into it with Ricky. Ricky is like, <laughs> he's someone that you, can, you couldn't pick a fight with if you tried, and she did. I said, wait a minute. If you're picking a fight with Ricky, there's something wrong with you. Something wrong with you, this woman, <laughs> for real. But yeah, she—that's hard to see. Over time, people was hard to see who you truly are, and that the truth will come to the light. And, and it's starting to—I can't wait to see how it plays out. I cannot wait to see her get backdoored and kicked out. Yeah, everything um, comes out in the wash, as they say. Um, but yeah, that that wraps up this week's um, hot topics. So we are going to take a, a break. You guys are going to hear a word from our sponsor and we will be, we will be back with uh, the DM. It's me season. And if I could afford to gift myself a baboon go bag, I would take it on a quick Vegas getaway, a 10 day cruise to the Bahamas or even a road trip. Baboon makes technical duffel bags for all of life's adventures. Their bags use waterproof materials, are tear proof and will last forever. Every bag comes with free shipping and lifetime guarantee. Baboon makes duffels that are called go bags, and they're designed to go anywhere, road trips, cabin getaways, and quick flights out of town. They come in two sizes, a small for carry-on and a large for check. Both sizes can be stuffed in a trunk, carried on your back, or dragged wherever your adventures take you. These bags will never break, period. See why Fast Growing Company is calling it the best travel gear of 2018. From business travel to desert adventures visit baboon to the moon.com and enter code me season to receive 10 percent off of your purchase that's baboon to the moon.com code me season baboon to the moon.com code me season All right, welcome back, everyone. It is now time for the listener letters slash follower finding. And I have something very interesting that I received in our inbox. Um, I am going to keep this person anonymous because they don't want their name out there. So come give me a name. Um, <laughs> Smokey the Bear. No. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey the Bear says, Nick and Sadie's, I need y'all's help fast. I've been dating this dude for three and a half years now, and he's everything I could ask for. He has a good job, no kids, affectionate, and comes from a two-parent household. So pretty much he's a damn unicorn. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he hasn't made us official and isn't trying to because he says he wants us to build a solid foundation whatever that means. Uh, We are pretty exclusive, I think, 
we don't stay together but spend all of our time together but whenever I bring up commitment he gets upset and makes it seem like I'm tripping should I dump him well depends on how long they've been together that's my question what did she say about how long they've been together three and a half years oh my (laughs) I got a whole I gotta know the whole background of this one I mean like did she go into it with telling him that was the goal, telling her that was something that she, you know, wanted to be the goal? Or did he, like, when did she, you know, ever, when did she bring up this, 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 this topic or the, the, the commitment? Because sometimes Smoking people go in bear. and say, you establish, you know, if you establish that early on, this is not a fun and games. Like I'm actually in it for the long haul. I, I, I want a, a solid relationship. I want something serious. Then yeah, she has every right to be upset. But if they went in playing and they met at the club and they were just playing um, the first few years <laughs> and now she's on a different path or a different, she wants something not different out of it. And he wants, and he's still on fun and games and she, she can't be mad because that's how she met him, you know? So. Well, I don't know about that because well, first of all, she didn't go into all of that uh, when she sent this in, uh, this letter in. But I'm just pulling from my previous. You know how you how you go in. You know you don't have any expectations open, and then you guys start falling for each other. That's happened to you before, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't give off the uh, fun and games vibe. You know, I let people know before I'm invested three and a half years where I expect us to be going. You know, so if that's something that was established early on, that she has every right to be, you know, upset with him, with, with his reaction and him, you know, uh, and his, his hesitation. Nobody, especially it depends on how old they are, too. Nobody's um, in their 30s, 40s want to sit around and continue to, to date for no reason. You got to come into somebody's life and, with, with the purpose and add value. You know, if you're not adding value and you're not. Um, trying to uh, win or build together, there is no reason whatsoever for you to be in my life because I can do everything else. I'm I can do everything, do everything my, on my own. If we're not building, then there's no reason for you to be here. I'm not I'm not here to t- waste time and play games. So I mean, him getting upset about it. There, I like to dissect things. I mean, did did he tell her, you know, I need more time? I think I, you know, don't, don't bother me about it for another couple years or so. What's no, the so anger? she is 24. He is 32. Mm. So um, he is older. You know, uh, you would think that he's getting closer to, you know, settling right. down. Right. Um, she is kind of young, but, you know, time, <laughs> time is of the essence and shit passes by very, very quick. So um, she left out a bunch of details. She, she wasn't right. very specific in this. Um, but I think everything is negotiable. And when, when you have realized like I am, cause not who's, who's in the same place that they were in their early twenties as they are in their mid to late twenties. Right. The same you thing know, goes in forties. Yeah. Yeah. You hope to meet someone, you know, you guys have conversations here and there about kind of where you want to go. And you just hope that that person is going on the same path as you. Right. Um, typically, it doesn't happen that way. You guys usually grow apart. So, um, the long and the short thing of it, is, within a year and a half, two two years time, you know whether or not this is a person you want to be with for the long haul. And at the moment that you realize that that's not the case, and you and there's some hesitation there, you need to let that person go because so they can be um, becomes so they can be somebody else's husband or wife. You know, 
so they can be free to meet the person that knew the very second that they met them or the, knew the very first month that they were with them that this is who they wanted to be with. Don't be selfish and continue to drag someone along, continue to lead someone on because you want to get something out. You want to get a certain uh, level of commitment or or get things out of them, if you will. Just yeah, that's selfish to me. That's selfish. Don't don't continue to lead people on and continue to play games with people because you want what you want out of it. And somebody said it best. I hate a what this is a, I hate a lot. I hate a thief, but I despise a liar. A thief steals my salary, but a liar steals my reality. Wasn't that from a, like a what a a rapper? Was that, no, I don't know, years? but it was good. Okay, <laughs> for real, for real. Don't lie to me and lead me on and drag me along, telling me that this is what's going to be the outcome, and then you, you know, get upset and pull back when I tell you to to put your 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 money where your mouth is. Ladies, we need to start holding these men accountable. The thing is this: they say all these the, the right things, but if their actions are not matching, it is time to to go. That's true. And one thing I will say about this situation, first of all, dump his ass, okay? Dumping. Is it? <laughs> but I do think a conversation should be had before you, you know, completely sever ties because we are talking about three and a half years. But you're going you to have to be holding on. They don't know how yeah. to communicate and they don't want to talk. Then what do you do? True. I mean, and then you don't want to hold on to the three and a half years and then wait another three and a half because you just <laughs> hold on to, okay, well, I already invested three and a half years. Right. You know, so I think it's very important for us to look within ourselves, see what we want in this relationship, um, because you guys have grown significantly within the time that you've been together. And maybe you have just grown apart. But if you're not getting what you want, it doesn't make any sense to continue to sacrifice your happiness just because he wants you there because he hasn't given you a commitment. He gets upset every time you bring up a commitment. You guys don't live together. You know, you got you guys aren't making steps toward being equal. You guys aren't even equally yoked. I mean, he has all of these great things, but men know what they want. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know, pussyfoot around. Pussyfoot around. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to pussyfoot around what they want. Either they want it or they don't. If he cannot make if he cannot figure out that he does not does or doesn't want to be with you after three and a half years, the hell is you doing, girl? Right. My ass. thing is this: if you if, if you're making all these excuses about oh it's my finances, oh I gotta get you know more secure or level up in my job, or I have to, you know what? If you're not all already there, you don't have any business pursuing anyone, let alone a woman who has her stuff together who is ready to to build. You know you can decipher between a woman you can play with and a woman that you can build with. You can decipher that off top. You know what I'm saying? Do not interrupt a woman's greatness. Do not interrupt a woman who has her her stuff together if you are not ready to make her a queen. That's my thing. Stop bringing your <laughs> your, 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 your bags and your rags <laughs> over here. If you do not have it together, you are not ready to build. You're not ready to make me a queen. Or her a queen or him a king, whatever it is. You do not have the, no, no business. If you're still trying to get your life together, still trying to figure out, you know, your finances and your job and, your, and everything else, then there's different relationships. There's different people for that, different relationships for that. Go pursue somebody that look like they're ready to have fun and games and, play, and waste time with you. Do not pursue people who are 
unicorns that have it together. And the moment right. you realize that you cannot measure up and you cannot do it, that moment you realize, don't continue to pussyfoot, don't continue to, to, you know, drag along and hope you level up. The moment you realize, get on, get gone, move on, get, uh, get out. Don't, because because the longer the woman is in it, the more she's going to continue to invest emotionally. And it's going to be harder for her to let go. So let it go. The moment you realize that you let her, let, let him go. When you realize that you cannot give it them what it is that they deserve or that they will desire. That's true. And what do I always say about people who, <laughs> what do I always say about men like that? Those are the type of men who will be painting somebody else's damn walls. What do I mean by that? <laughs> somebody else, somebody who renting and painting walls thinking it's theirs. Lord right. Man. Like, what are you, what are you doing? That makes no sense. It's not yours. You say that you want this commitment. You say that you want all the things that home ownership and ownership will bring you. Yet you're not making the steps toward obtaining that home. You're not making the steps to even be qualified for that home. Yet in your rented space, you're painting walls, <laughs> buying big TVs, <laughs> buying pool tables, you know, getting all of these things for a home that's not yours <laughs> let the woman go <laughs> that, goes back, that goes back to you know aligning their words with their actions if their actions are not lining up with their words it is time to bail time to go you know time, time to have a conversation or time to go yeah or at least okay this is what i would like men if you are going if you change your mind about your relationship. If the woman, if your spouse comes up to you and says, listen, I've been thinking about this. You know, this is where I want to move forward in my life. I know we started off here, but you know, I'm here now. And this is where I see myself within the next few years. If you know at that very moment that you do not see yourself with that person, do them and yourself a favor mm -hmm. and be upfront with them about your feelings because give me the choice to want to put up with this bullshit or not. Right Now, if you tell me that this is what the situation is and I choose to stay, right. then it's on me. I can't put it on you no more. And praying that they change, then it's on you. Right. But you, you pretty much rob me of my choice when you do mm -hmm. not tell me what is up. When I've right. asked over and over and over again, what's up? I'm trying to figure out what the anger comes comes in that though. Like when he's, why does he get, that's my thing. What is he getting angry about? Why are you angry? After three and a half years, somebody should, after one and a half years, somebody, some, some that that question is should be coming up. What is going on? Where's his headed? Is there going to be a commitment? What's, what's going on? You know? So quick question. When you are, okay, so what is the cutoff? So, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you're just having fun, you know, you're dating around, you know, you're just talking to people or whatever. Um, at what age should you, do you think you should stop mm -hmm. the dating thing, bouncing around and start, you know, setting, you know, a certain standard or being honest with people that, that want to entertain being with you? Like, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to weed out these people who don't want to go where I want to go. What age should you start talking like that? Wow. I guess it, it depends. I mean, I would say the older you are, though, <laughs> the less you. But should. how old, though? For men, I would say mid-30s on. 
um, women, because we have a biological clock, you know, we're trying to have children, we're trying to have, you know, our, our clocks are ticking. Um, women, we usually want to do that much early on, you know, maybe closer to our 30s or late 20s, you know, type thing. Um, before, so we can get some, get some healthy babies out of our system. But yeah, I would say for men 35 or older, they should stop, they should be on, I'm done playing games. I'm looking for a life partner type deal, you know? And within that first year, if you know that person is not the one, keep them, keep them moving, keep them moving. Because at that time, no one is, is, is completely invested at that point. I don't believe no one is, has, has, has sacrificed too much, you know, to, to be with one another. Um, I know I'm not in the first year. I'm not. So when, you know, when I get past a certain <laughs> point, um, I've invested my, my, <laughs> a lot uh not a lot but uh, quite a few things that could have hurt me that de- 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 detrimental to my credit to my to my sanity to my uh lifestyle whatever so, so. what what takes you from because i'm thinking about it from my perspective when i was in my early to mid 20s um and I know that there are just certain people I would just entertain and there are certain people I'm like okay this could be a partner so let me put them over here some people will stay in the vagenda. You know what a vagenda is, right? Mm, no. <laughs> it's the vagina's agenda. So, you know, you have people. Shout out to Amanda Seals because she came up with that right there. But it's called a vagenda. And there are, you know, just a schedule of people that, you know, you might uh, find that you want them to, you know, come over and scratch that itch you may have. So you can either be on the agenda or you can not be on the agenda. But <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, is um, there are certain things that some a man would do without me asking or saying anything that would um, place them in a certain placeholder. So you would either be over here where I'm just chilling with you or he's like my eat out buddy. And right. there are certain people who I'm like, damn, I actually starting to feel him. You said that the year you have a year before you take things serious. Is there anyone that you had like before I'm making sacrifices that can affect my my life and my my way of living and my my security, you know? So it's just about time. It's not about what they've actually done. <sighs> no, not always. Sometimes you know you you are more comfortable with others because they've because of just what they've put into the relationship what they've exposed you to, what they've, you know, just that type of thing. It's sometimes the same thing when it comes to sex. You know, some, some may, you make, you make wait a little longer than others. And some you become a little more comfortable with and you just ready to jump into sex the first day. Mm, okay. Mm, this is a good point. But usually, because I do have, um, you know, a great credit score and, 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 and home and children to protect, I'm usually not going to be completely invested until, usually I'm not, there until it's a good over the year hump okay so okay you brought up a really another good point i don't say oh it's a year point it's a year now okay i can i can completely jump all the way in you know dive in right so the question that i was gonna ask because you did bring up something interesting when you like someone do you do it to do you do you decide to have sex with them quick or do you make them wait Mm-mm. I don't know. It just depends on the person. You know, sometimes it's like something that something that they sit their swag the way that something that they say can just kind of turn you off. It's like, uh, ugh. 
it just it depends on the person. And then it to me, it's my it's a level of trust there. I do make them jump through a, a few hoops. I want to make sure that they're healthy. You know, I'm like, um, okay, let me see your, your health records. What's you know the last time you got an STD screen? What's that? You know, I make sure all that's taking place. Um, but if they show uh, a consistency, you know, they're they're showing genuine interest. They're continuing to call, continuing to come up. You know, they're doing all these things to show that they're really uh, into me. And they're not thirsty. They're not super thirsty. And then all it makes you want them more when they're more respectful. Mm. They're giving you time to breathe and time to figure out if you want to be with them in that way. When they give you all the space in the world, and they don't pressure you and don't ask for all these daggone titty, you know, boo pictures and a booty picture and all this, you know, to take a picture of me with your, with your, with your titties, all that crap. That turns me off. <laughs> instantly that's it we're done you know when you seem like a pervert in any shape form or fashion i'm done but when you sound when you act like you ain't really tripping off of it you get it when you know when i'm ready i'm like okay you know i'm a little more inclined to give you a little something something so it just depends on the guy it's not oh i'm making wait five months before they touch me no sometimes some some guys are five weeks some guys some guys are five days so it just depends on the the vibe level comfortability uh if I'm comfortable with the person or not so okay well I have yours is a little more complicated than mine okay well if I like you then you're waiting just something to look at something to touch on just you know it could be an ex-boyfriend somebody that you aren't dealing with anymore what I'm saying is is if I'm not interested in having a relationship with you maybe I should have been more specific if I'm not interested in having a relationship with you but I'm sexually attracted to you, I would keep it that way as opposed to entertaining a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would make the person that I'm interested in being with wait longer than the person that I don't give a damn about. Right. Because you want, because you want your heart and mind to align before you, you know, jump in with them. Cause you, because you know, it's going to be for the long haul. You want to, you know, take them a little more time to get to know them but as far as you know yeah that that's different i i didn't i didn't factor that in too yes that is that's the case with me too if it's somebody that i just know i want to use for that particular <laughs> thing then yeah you know how i am about digging back through old bones i don't like adding to the daggone to, to the skeleton <laughs> i don't like adding bodies i don't like adding bodies so i'll go rummage right on back through some old bones of people who i know is good in the sack that's that that's still interested in me ain't you know a single whatever i'll go rummage right, right back through the old bones if you know if, if i want to um but yeah though there there are there are some that you just kind of like oh, i'm not really interested in having a relationship i just you know you look good i look good we having a you know it, it's 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 magical <laughs> when we hit the sack let's just do it thank you bye you know no yeah and then you just go on your way but if you know you want to have a relationship with this person and, and you want to develop feelings for this individual, yeah, you are going to say, hey, you know, take it be a little more cautious, take, take a little more time before you open up. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think that about 90% of women feel that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So that wraps up the um, listener letter slash follower findings for the week. We are going to take a break and we will be back after this.
Okay, so before we wrap up this episode of the Volume 30 podcast, I would like to touch on two great things that are happening because um, we want to wrap up everything with a positive story. So um, if for those of you who don't know, Jay-Z and Meek Mill, of course, have joined, um, have linked up, but they've joined forces to launch a new criminal justice reform organization, and it's called Reform Alliance. And it's with uh, Van Jones. Everyone knows who Van Jones is. Um, and he's appointed as the CEO of the organization. So um, this is amazing. Uh, Nick and I do have some um, testimony regarding criminal justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not ready to share that one yet. No, no, no. Really? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so give you guys a quick uh once over about um our experience with the criminal justice system nick and i don't come from um don't come from pretty much we come from humble beginnings <laughs> right we come from very humble beginnings and with that being said we were not we went, silver spoon fed yes we were not silver spoon fed we didn't get the latest and greatest things drawer and you know the old navy sweaters which was hella popping back then um, you know, just those, you know, materialistic things. We just did not get those. We wore Payless shoes um, and we did the best of what we had. Well, when we started going to high school, oh um, everyone had stuff. We, and we wanted to look the part. Um, our high school was um, filled with people who, it was, it was often described as a fashion show. Everyone had, you know, these cars and people had, you know, these, I mean, hell, we wore heels to school. Remember that? Oh my God, we even walked to school in them daggone heels, creating business and bunions and corns. Trying to be cute. Trying to be cute. Trying to be cute. Child had these these dogs barking by the end of the uh. <laughs> Ooh, and I still got by the evidence to prove it. I still got the evidence to prove it. Ooh, child. <laughs> but because we went to a school that, um, you know, we went, we were around a bunch of people who had, who appeared as though they had all these things and we didn't have them. We wanted to feel like we were a part of, you know, that group. And as a result, we're just going to get right into it. We were boosting. Okay. We, <laughs> And I'm not making light of it. It's not okay to steal, but we're just, we're being honest with our situation. Okay. We, we were stealing. We stole food. We stole liquor sometimes. Oh um, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Our favorite yeah. Red, oh, nasty stuff now. I can't even stand the smell of that now because we drink it so much, but go ahead. Really? I hate it. Anything that we used to taste, a hypnotic, oh, oh, I can't, I can't. All oh, the, Alizé, remember Alizé? It Alizé? That's what it was, it was Alizé, that's what it was. I didn't, I cannot stand the smell of those drinks anymore because of how much we, we thought because it was a pretty color and it was fruity that it would be good. It was disgusting. Should have added some Sprite or something to it. But anyway, we had no business stealing it or drinking it underage. We ahead. had no business stealing it or drinking it. Um, But this is our story, right? We um, got so far at, or got so comfortable that we were making money off of the stolen clothes that we had. Um, we would get our brothers and sisters clothes because our parents didn't have them. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not something that we're proud of, but we just want to be honest with, with what, what we did. And um, we went to the mall in San Francisco 
Nick became greedy. We got greedy. Okay. Yes. And that's how we, we, we got caught. We're not telling you people don't be greedy. You won't get caught. We're just saying we got, <laughs> we got a little greedy and we got caught and went to juvenile hall. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me back up a little bit. We got so damn greedy and so comfortable <laughs> that instead of us, now you remember this, okay? We said, okay, we got away with the clothes, but we need shoes to go with these outfits. Oh my God. I'm so, <laughs> I'm mortified. I can't. <laughs> mortified. And we were so oblivious to the shit that we were doing that when we came down that good escalator and we were surrounded by all of them damn mall cops, that we acted like we had bought all of those things. <laughs> What? with <laughs> with our good looks and common sense child we didn't have none of that okay <laughs> oh my God. we were appalled when they ran up on us and was like give me your bags we're like uh-uh you can't touch my stuff it wasn't your thing I- sweetie i paid for those weren't yours and these bags right let me tell y'all these bags were humongous it was ripping a bag <laughs> these bags were ripping a bag on what it was almost cutting our the handle off. It was almost cutting us, cutting our circulation. Now, that's how big them daggone bags were. We were being greedy, okay? Had some knee-high boots in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, again, this is not funny. Let's get into why we're talking about this. Whatever. It's funny now. Okay, we paid our debt to damn society, all right? They got the clothes back. It's not that big of a deal. It is, but it ain't. But- so, anyway, <laughs> just to set the scene, though, I want to set the scene. People, not saying that this is okay, everybody was boosting everybody it was so prevalent around us that girls were pulling up to gap the outside of gap they were their friends are running in gaps filling up a whole bunch of uh plastic bags of clothes and running out of the store and then reselling those clothes it was not just us Okay, so you're kind of a product of your environment when you have parents that work 24-7, your father's not in the house, you aren't in extracurricular activities. I mean, eventually something's going to happen. I'm not making an excuse for it, but this is what, what, what happened to us. Long story short, like Nick said, we did go to Juvenile Hall um, and we were presented with a deal. I believe they brought us both in the room and said, you know, this is you know, because they, they arrested us for uh, grand theft. Yeah, it's because of how much <laughs> money we had, um, the, how valuable the clothes were. Right. And so they presented us with two, we, they said either you can accept a plea deal of, um, what was it, Nick? Uh, wasn't it like house arrest or something? It was actually... Yeah, it was um, either you go to trial and you you are you could be charged with a felony, or you take this plea and you and it's brought down to a misdemeanor, and um, you would be in for your time served and get out on probation. And your probation is for I got two years probation. What did you get? Oh, mine was less than yours. I remember you guys being upset. Mine was like a year. Or six months, something like that. It wasn't that long. Yeah. yeah. So I I was moved from um, San Francisco uh, Juvenile Hall to Solano County, uh, which was, I believe, Fairfield. My mom had just bought a house out there. 
Um, Nick was actually moved to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I believe the disparity between what we got um, as far as probation is concerned had a lot to do with our probation yeah. officer. Yeah. And my probation officer, um, she had a thick caseload, like thick, like she couldn't carry, she had to carry it with two hands. It was a super thick caseload with a bunch of juveniles. She barely knew my name. She didn't care enough to ask me what my interests are. She didn't care to develop me. She was overworked and underpaid and it showed. And mm-hmm. while I, um, I wasn't charged with a felony that we weren't charged with a felony, that that blip on my juvenile record with me throughout my adulthood until I was able to get it expunged. Mm-hmm. And people say that that doesn't matter because you are a juvenile. It's it not does. true. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What was your um? What well, was I, your experience? I I thought mine had been sealed. I thought it was it was sealed. We were like what sixteen years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we're children, but um, yeah, mine was expunged. I thought mine was expunged um, until I um, had gotten hired at my most recent uh, my most recent employer, and they were trying to get me licensed in every single state. And most of them, uh, out of most of the most of the states, I lost like ninety percent of them. Let me continue uh, getting getting my license in every state. They were okay with it until there was a couple. There was a couple of states that dug a little deeper like what's this what's this what's that you know they wanted me to explain it away write letters um send in um documents proving that it was um you know how long ago it was so my employer said you know what so we don't run into this problem anymore when you renew your license or whatnot we're just going to go ahead and pay to have it sealed so that's when i, I had it sealed in my late 20s you know uh, so um i didn't even know it was still lingering i had no idea it was still there because it didn't affect anything because I went to the military and I had like a little waiver I had to sign <laughs> to get in. But I, most of my um, employment was while I was in, 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 the, in the military and it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal until I entered civilian life and obtained, you know, a really uh, great paying job that I have now. And it came up with a couple of states. Yeah. And I just want to touch on um, or share our experience because we live in California. The rules out here are a little lax compared to some of the other places in this country where, you know, a child can be accused of doing something, haven't done anything, and yet they spend a better part of their uh, youth and adulthood in prison fighting charges that they shouldn't have been fighting. And that's what, um, that's what Jay-Z and Meek Mill are trying to fight. So um, for those for those younger folks out there who are even thinking about, first of all, don't do anything after you're 18. Don't do it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but definitely don't do anything after you're 18 because right. once it hits your record, ooh, <laughs> scratching the survivor good times. You don't want to have to fight that everywhere you go. Everything that you have to or need to accomplish to be able to take care of yourself in this life, in this world, um, your criminal record can deter all of that. And you'll just be working extremely hard for damn near pennies because of one mistake that you made. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. Mm-hmm. That part. But anyway, um, so um, we are going to close out the podcast. So that wraps up this episode of the Volume 30 podcast. Be sure to check us out on Anchor. 
You can start your week off with a bang because new episodes are available every Monday. Just click the search bar and type in volume 30. That's V-O-L-U-M-E three zero. Our listener letter DM segment cannot happen without your participation. So please send in a topic suggestion or spill someone's tea so we can talk about it. And you can do that by reaching out to us directly on Instagram and Facebook at volume 30 podcast. Lastly, we are on seven different platforms. That's right. I said seven. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and guess what? Now we're on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) But understand that we cannot do any of this without you guys' support. So share this episode and all of our previous episodes with your family and friends. We'd really appreciate it. Again, we need the tea. All right. Ask us for advice. Tell somebody business, you know, whatever you guys need, we will be here to answer those questions and to give you guys advice. But again, we cannot do this without you guys. So that wraps up this episode of the volume 30 podcast. God bless and have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. Friends make up, friends make up. Don't you know that? I got your back. It's all I'm ready to wear.